Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Frank Fleming, and you are listening to my brand new podcast, a gun podcast for people who don't know shit about guns. This is a podcast for the new gun owners out there, or just people wanting to own a firearm for the first time, and really the overall goal of this podcast is to just help them in their journey and keep them from making stupid, dangerous, and otherwise cringeworthy mistakes that almost all new gun owners make. So the title of this episode is going to be called Range Etiquette, and really the goal here is just to let people know the good do's and don'ts of going to the range. As somebody who frequents public and private ranges, uh, and I've gone with people from all walks of life and all stages of gun ownership, I've seen some pretty cringy, dangerous, sketchy behavior out there that otherwise probably could have been avoided if somebody just sat these individuals down and been like hey bro don't do this shit okay you're gonna get yourself or somebody else really hurt so first of all before we go too much further i would just like to clarify that this crackling sound that you are hearing is raindrop hitting my hitting my roof uh we're in a pretty heavy thunderstorm right now and this is my first podcast and i'm still getting everything set up just right so it's not static from the mic it's actual raindrops hitting my roof so the next part of this um range etiquette that i'm going over it's going to be in no particular order i'm just going to hit on the different points that i have selected and i hope you enjoy it so One of the first things that you need to know about going to a range is that people do this thing called hot and cold whenever they're about to shoot or stop shooting. And so basically, if you're about to start shooting and nobody else is shooting, you want to confirm with everybody there that you are in fact about to start shooting, that everybody has their ears on, and that it's just okay for you to start shooting. Because trust me, I have been the victim who didn't have his ears on and somebody from further on down the gun range just starts shooting and I'm scrambling for my ears trying to not go deaf. So um, also know that when somebody does call cold that you should almost immediately take the magazine out of your gun, rack your slide, make sure that you empty the chamber, and set your firearm down. Leave it down till everybody who goes down range to set up their targets, take down their targets, whatever, has come back, and everybody can confirm that nobody is down range in front of the guns. And when somebody says, hey, are we ready to go hot? Then you can pick your magazine back up, put it back into your gun, and return to firing. Number two on the list is not walking up to strangers <laughs> while they're shooting and asking to see their weapons. I cannot tell you how many times I've been shooting on a public range and I just kind of get that feeling. You know the feeling. The feeling that you're being watched and possibly judged. And I'll just like stop and I'll turn around and I'll be like, uh, can I help you? And they're always, you know, typically pretty friendly, but they're just like, hey bud, what you got there? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm shooting an AR, AK, Glock, whatever it is that I'm shooting, and they're like, oh, you, uh, you mind if I take a look at that there gun? Um, depending on my mood, I'm probably going to be like, hey, yeah, here, take a look at it, but, you know, other times, especially if it's a rather sketchy looking individual, I'm going to be like, uh, no, 
Probably not. Uh, you brought your own guns. You can look at them. Or possibly somebody else's guns. Uh, but I don't want you looking at mine. Anyway, it's just really poor etiquette. And it shows how much of a noob you are when you're just like, Oh man, that's a really cool gun. Hey, you mind if I... Can I just... I just want to hold it. I just want to look at it. I mean, the person is already there trying to shoot. And here you are interrupting their experience. Trying to more or less take their gun away from them and uh, ogle it and fondle it with your uh, newbie hands. And also, that's not to say that throughout some point in time in the shooting experience at the range, that somebody might not be like, hey, uh, you want to come look at my guns? It's a totally different ball game if somebody is genuinely just trying to offer to you, hey, come check out what I got. And then, you know, maybe in return be like, oh, thanks for showing me that. Here, you want to see what I got? And, you know, that's how you make rapport with somebody and build relationships, really. And turning the overall gun or range-going experience into something really positive and cool. Number three uh, should really be a common sense given, and that is not shooting other people's targets. Sometimes it does happen by accident. If you do accidentally shoot somebody's target, just let them know. Be like, hey, bud, I accidentally shot your target. I'm so sorry. Uh, I have spare targets in my car. If you need me to go get you one, I can do that. Or just be like, hey, look, let me move further down from you so that I don't accidentally shoot your target again. I've actually been, uh, once again, a victim of somebody shooting my targets and it's because they thought they were being cute and cocky and they thought they were going to mess with me and, you know, throw me off my shooting game. And I'm just like, you know, why, why are you doing this? Like, those aren't your targets. That's not your money downrange. And, like, bring your own targets, dude. And it's not something that happens a lot, but it is something that does happen. And if you are a victim of somebody shooting your targets, you know, I guess it all kind of depends on how their response is but you know if you like say hey you know can you not tell which target yours and if they're like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry be, be gracious and patient with them and be like okay you know what no harm no foul it's just paper targets whatever uh but if they are kind of being a dick about it or they're trying to be you know a cocky show off just be like i mean just call i mean don't call them out but i mean definitely you know stand your grounds uh stand up for yourself and just kind of be like hey dude like you're being a dick stop it like hey everybody look at this guy shooting my target look how cool he is let's all give him a round of applause something like that because and and while technically you are instigating at that point in time you're also going to make them probably really embarrassed and they'll probably just leave or at the very least leave you alone and your targets alone but, uh, yeah, again, it does happen, and the best thing to do is just be calm, cool, and collected when it does happen. Moving on to number four, I gotta talk about the Brass Bandits. Now, Brass Bandits are typically your FUD gun owners. Uh, we'll talk about Boomer FUDs later on. But, um, so, a lot. What you may or may not know, that a lot of people reload brass can't reload steel but you can reload brass and typically i don't reload my dad does and i have a neighbor that does and so i'll i'll usually collect my brass just so i can give it to one of them but other times i go down there and i know that what i'm shooting 
they don't have the dies to reload for. So I'm just like, eh, not going to shoot my, not going to collect my brass today. Uh, but it is very rude to walk up behind somebody while they're shooting or while they're downrange, setting up their targets and just scooping up their brass for yourself. Because uh, at the end of the day, you don't know if they want to reload or not, and that's their money that they have laying on the ground and so if they want to reload it and you take it from them you've technically just stolen from them even though you may perceive it as trash or you may think they perceive it as trash before you go collecting anybody else's brass just ask just be like hey bud you gonna collect that is that your i mean do you, do you want it i mean because if you don't you know i'm just gonna clean up your area real quick for you and take it off your hands Moving on to number five, let's touch on not flexing on how much better your loadout is to, to theirs. So basically, when y'all have gotten into the, hey, you want to see my guns? Yeah, sure, here, come look, check my guns out. Say they have like a budget build, like a, a PSA or DPMS or something like that, and maybe you're of some uh, money and you've bought like a Daniel Defense, don't go flexing on Don't bring it to their attention at how much better your setup, your loadout is to theirs. I mean, there's no need in flexing. I mean, maybe if it's with a, you know, if it's a buddy or a coworker of yours and you're just trying to bust each other's balls, that's one thing. But if it's a complete stranger, just compliment what they have. Tell them that you think it's really cool and move on. Just, you know, don't be that guy that's like, yeah, nice gun, but it is kind of cheap and my Mine's really expensive. I put a lot of money into my build. And, um, uh, d did you even build that or did you just buy it? Oh, you bought it? Yeah, makes sense. Nah, so not only did I build mine, but I built mine with the most upper echelon quality parts. And, uh, again, like I said, just, just don't do it. For number six, we're going to talk about maintaining proper trigger and muzzle discipline. So this is like number one right out the gate. Always keep your muzzle pointed in a safe direction so that if you did have a negligent discharge, it wouldn't hurt you or anybody else. And so what I'm basically telling you to do is keep your muzzle pointed at the ground. Uh, number two, just to, to really prevent that negligent discharge from happening just do yourself a favor yourself and everybody else a favor and keep your finger off the trigger typically you're not going to put your finger on the trigger until your muzzle is pointed downrange. you got your target in sight and you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are ready to squeeze that trigger i can't tell you how many times that i've you know handed a gun to somebody whether it be in my house at the range or just wherever and the first place their finger goes is right over that trigger whether there's a magazine in the gun or not and to people that don't own guns they they really don't know any better and they're just kind of like from watching mainstream media and movies and video games stuff like that it's just second nature for them to put their finger on the trigger because they're like oh that's where this is supposed to go when in fact you should always keep your finger off the trigger and like i said triggers don't pull themselves 
and guns don't fire themselves. So the only way that you can really have a negligent discharge is if your finger is on the trigger and say maybe somebody or something scares you or you just don't know how light the trigger pull is and that's when you have like I said the negligent discharges and uh, one thing you just really have to keep in mind it really doesn't matter if it's negligent discharge or not if you pull that trigger and a bullet hits yourself or somebody else you are 1000% responsible for where that bullet goes so to prevent any unnecessary carnage or damage from happening just just keep your finger off the trigger and the muzzle pointed in a safe location and now we're at lucky number 11 or 7 uh, and that's going to be mag dumping look guys girls there is a time and place for mag dumping a lot of times when people are at gun ranges and they're sighting in their deer rifles or they're just trying to get their scopes and red dots sighted in for whatever reason and some yahoo or whatever you want to call them shows up and is just like hey watch this <gasps> And you're just, everybody just stops and looks, and you're like, who is the asshole wasting that ammunition? Because that's essentially what you were doing. Now, that being said, I'm not going to say that I've never done a mag dump. I have typically will do a mag dump at the end of my shooting visit, and it's usually because when I go out to the range, I intend on taking, you know, 30, 40, 50 rounds, however many rounds, and sometimes, due to whatever circumstances, sometimes I'm not able to shoot all of my ammo. Well, I've already kind of considered that ammo as spent. I don't want to have to take it back to the house, repackage it, or store it, whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to have fun. I'm going to pretend I'm in an 80s action flick and just... Do, 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 do. And, you know, it's exhilarating. I have fun. My buddies have fun. Uh, but I always let people know, hey guys, about to do a mag dump. And then the mag dump's over. Everybody knew, knows that I was about to do it. Nobody's shocked, taken off guard. And I typically don't like to do it when there is like a full range. Usually I'll wait till most everybody's gone or it's just me and my buddies down there at the range. So this is going to carry us on over into number eight, which is tactical drills when to do and not do them so the tactical drills are pretty much kind of like the mag dumps most public ranges do not allow or even want you to do tactical drills a especially if the range is crowded most tactical drills require you to move towards your target uh, crouching down being prone position uh, move, moving in ways that would otherwise probably get you shot if the range was full. And also, it's it's just not safe to have multiple people doing multiple tactical drills on the same range. So, since not everybody can do it all at once, it's kind of like, hey, we're not letting anybody do it. So, let's say you're on a private range, which, you know, a private range can be farmland, uh, whatever. It's just you and your buddies. Maintain good communication. Like, whenever you're doing tactical drills, you got to treat that thing as if it is the real deal. So, constant communication. 
make sure everybody is aware where everybody's firearms are. Make sure everybody keeps their firearms pointed downrange. Don't flag your buddy like like your buddy's trying to talk to you and he's like maybe beside you and you got your AR or AK whatever in your hand and you just spin towards him and you totally got the barrel pointed right at his dome. Don't do that because <laughs> that is how unfortunate accidents happen. Also, if you're not really into the tactical lifestyle and you're maybe you're just LARPing, make sure you LARP correctly. Make sure you LARP safely. Make sure that you do your tactical drill safely. So maybe uh, instead of just, you know, doing these drills off the top of your head, watch some YouTube videos, listen to some podcasts, maybe get the training from an actual instructor because... I can't tell you how many times I've seen or even maybe cringily been a part of a training exercise where I'm like, okay, nobody here really knows what the fuck they're doing, and I think I should leave because I think somebody's about to get really hurt. So I'm not saying don't do tactical drills. Um, I am saying plan, prepare, and don't <laughs> don't just do it off the top of your head or what you've seen happen in Call of Duty or some uh, action flick. Okay, and this brings us to my last point on uh, range etiquette. And that is going to be leave the drugs and alcohol at the fucking house. Like, I cannot tell you how obnoxious it, it, how obnoxious it is when I'm out shooting and I see somebody pull out a six-pack of Bud Light uh, or a bottle of liquor or a joint or whatever and they're just like and, and you know in their mind they're out there having a good time they're trying to relax and they're trying to instead of just letting the shooting and the sport of shooting being what relaxes them they're drinking alcohol smoking pot doing other drugs whatever and they're like oh good to get my head right well bud you're getting your head wrong and uh the, the more you drink, the more you smoke, the larger the margin for accidents happens. And, I mean, I'm just saying, like, what are you going to do when you've had two or three drinks? And then, again, boom, you have a negligent discharge. And somebody's laying on the ground dead or injured and having to go to the hospital or the morgue. Just use common sense when you're out here at these ranges. And, for the most part, you're going to have a good, safe time. Well, folks, that wraps up this first episode of a podcast for people who don't know shit about guns. Please like and subscribe so that you know when I've posted future episodes. The goal is to post one episode a week, maybe more, but for now, just an episode a week. I do hope you've enjoyed this episode, and if you feel like I've left anything out, please let me know in the comments. And on that note, guys, I'll see you on the next episode.